begin to offer up our praise in our own words this morning. Father, we thank you that you are the one who has delivered us. God, you are the one who has set us free today. And we're thankful for that because this enables us, Lord, to be more of your servant. This allows us to be more of people who are called by you to accomplish the purposes that you have called us to, Lord. Lord, we want to be your servants doing your will. Church, as we remain standing just in this attitude this morning of, of worship, today we close out, we finish up this evening our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Praise God for what he has done these past 21 days. I want to read what our specific prayer focus is for abundant life. I wrote on here, Father, stir our hearts to action. May we recognize our call to be the hands and feet of Jesus to this world. You know, the songs that we just sang, the words as we were reading them and as we were singing them, talk about no longer being slaves to fear, uh, not allowing the things that can hold us back as Christians to no longer have a place in our life because we have to be on mission. We have to be about our Father's business. And you know, I've heard all my life, um, well, all my ministry life, I should say, beginning with uh, my first pastor, our first assignment. And he would all, always say this, church is not a, a, a country club that we come to. It's not something that we just come to to gather. And we, we have wonderful times together, and I'm so thankful for that. But it truly is a hospital for those who are hurting, for those who are in need. That what happens when you go to a hospital? You are, you are ministered medicine to, you are ministered uh, care to by the nurses and doctors. In the same way, we open up ourselves and we say, Holy Spirit, do your work in us. And we don't stay at this place. The reason that we came in is not to stay in the hospital, but it's to be discharged and to go out and to do what God has called us to do. So in this statement of faith this morning, in this closing out of our time of fasting together, what we are saying is, Father, stir my heart to action. Can you just, in your own words, just begin to pray that, God, would you stir my heart to action this week? Lord, you've done so many things in our lives, and I've heard so many stories over these past three weeks and the end of last year. God, things that you are doing here in Abundant Life, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our places of employment, and Lord, within our own hearts. And God, we would continue to go out, Lord, to have more stories that we bring back to say, look what God has done. He has sent me just as he sent Jesus to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, to, to pray for the sick so that they could recover those who are prisoners to be set free. God, I pray that throughout this year, throughout our lifetime, Lord, you would stir us and that you would use us in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we just thank God for what he has done over these last 21 days? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're a good God. You're a good God in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Hasn't this, uh, these past 21 days, haven't they been wonderful? Um, you know, I've, I've been able to hear some stories from you, what God has done uh, just in your area of influence. Uh, we did a sermon series last year or the year before that that talked about, uh, you know, what, what is my space of this world? I'm to occupy that particular space and to go make a difference. And just hearing, even last week, we, we shared of the couple people, uh, you know, Chad was playing music, Christian music in the warehouse. He goes in the next day, the guy who's normally playing rock music is now playing Christian music because he said it does a lot for him. On the way out, uh, Mike Cuz, you may know him better as Cuz, the other Mike, was um, talking to me about in his workplace, he and uh, uh, Mike Sr. have a NASCAR, they, they put bodies on race cars, you know, right? Grinding metal, ugh, all that kind of stuff that you love guys to do, grinding metal. Um, but building race cars, and so they have been playing Christian music on uh, throughout the, the shop there where they work, you know. And uh, I think, Mike, you told me that one of the guys said, my wife has noticed a difference in me this week that when I come home, I'm so much more peaceful. And the only thing I can attribute it to is the music that we're listening to. So here you have these guys who have been diehard whatever they listen to, you know, just, you know, you know how guys can be, especially when we don't know the Lord. You know, we can kind of lend to ourselves to the things of the flesh, but here they are singing along to the Christian radio station. They're singing the praises of God. 
the impacts that you have may feel like they're only this much, but they're having a, the big impact. So I'm, I'm excited to hear a little bit more what God has speaking over the past 21 days. And of course, what God is speaking to us here at Abundant Life, um, you know, wh- wh- what are our next steps? Where is God leading us? And so I believe some answers are going to be coming. I'm going to be meeting with uh, uh, our elders and our staff in the coming weeks just to say, all right, what is God saying? What do we sense the Lord is saying? And, and I've talked with many of them on the phone uh, what they feel that the Lord is saying. So um, it's good. It's going to be good. You ready? We're going we're gonna, to, the last point today, we're going to get on to that, okay? Just the ready part of Holy Spirit, what are you saying? So um, let's get into uh, the series that we had started last week. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Excuse me while I grab some water real quick. All of a sudden, my voice is wanting to give out on me. I guess it was too much playing in the snow. You know, um, this Wednesday, we came by the church and checked on everything, went over to Miss Joe's house, made sure she was good, and and as a pastor, I felt it was my responsibility to also minister to our 20-somethings. And so I called Clay and uh, Carter, he's still a teenager, and Kelsey, and I said, hey, I need to come minister to you guys. Can you get out your four-wheeler and your tube, and we'll go. <laughs> and so we did, and I think it was all that. Carter, or Clay was pulling me on the four-wheeler, and I was on the inner tube, and he put all kind of snow down my throat. So I'm over, that's probably what it was. You had fun doing it too, didn't you? It was good, so... <clears throat> We're talking about the Holy Spirit. This year, you know, Foursquare, we believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior. He's our baptizer with the Holy Spirit. He's our healer, and He's our soon-coming King. And Foursquare is focusing this year on transformed by Jesus, who is our baptizer with the Holy Spirit. Um, how we're bringing this down to abundant life is two words we're going to be using throughout the year, that we are equipped and we are empowered. The equipped part is the theology, the Bible. What does the Bible say about who the Holy Spirit is? And Ephesians talks about the, the uh, office gifts who equip the church for the uh, work of ministry. So we're, we're discovering who the Holy Spirit is. He's not a forgotten part of the Trinity. What is his purpose with me? That's the knowledge part. The second part of that is empowered, where we are spirit-led. Just as in Acts 1.8, it says, you will receive power for what? To be witnesses. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses locally, uh, in your own homes, uh, in, in your town, throughout the world, which is, you know, we have community up here, and we do many things around uh, Mooresville. We do things within our church, but we believe in going as well. And so that's fulfilling this, that empowered Holy Spirit, would you lead me today? When I got up this morning, it was, you know, getting in the shower, just began praying in the Spirit and say, Lord, today, let me be your vessel to bring forth your word. I want to hear what you are saying. And by the way, last week, thank you for being so receptive to God's word um, and what was being brought out. Last week was powerful. If you were not able to listen to last Sunday's message, um, I don't do this. I don't normally say go back, and, but I need to probably say it more. But go back and listen uh, on, on our website, Abundant Life Mooresville. Lisa, put that together. Where'd she go? There she is. Halo. You're like the, the sun is shining right on your face, too, in that moment. You know, um, Lisa puts together our website and makes sure that the sermons are up there. But you'll want to go back. And there was a challenge, we believe, from the Holy Spirit that came about very strong last week because we want to be people who are led and not complacent with where we are. So as we're talking about the Holy Spirit, it was interesting. I had a conversation with someone this week who has walked with Jesus 40-plus years and has um, had you know, an experience with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit leading her and, and guiding throughout her life. And she called me and she said, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but growing up, I always thought that the Holy Spirit was just an experience. I didn't realize he was a person who truly wants to walk beside of me, just like Jesus. You know, He walked with his disciples. And what did Jesus say? I am sending you another comforter. So Jesus was a comforter. But he said, I'm sending you another comforter who will walk with each of you. Because here's the reality that Jesus had. He, he was man as well as God. He was man. He had flesh. He couldn't be everywhere all the time. So he sent his spirit who lives within us, who, who helps us, who leads us, who guides us. But yes, he's not just an experience. He is the third person of the Trinity who helps us on our daily walk, in our daily walk. When you go to work, Man, he is there. When you go home to deal with those difficult kids or difficult parents even, can I say that? 
Who said that? Oh, my God. Some anointing oil. <laughs> it's true. I, you know what? I realize, now, boys, you better not amen this. I can be a difficult parent at times. I, I get it. We could, we could all have our difficulties. But the Holy Spirit is there to help you honor your parents and honor your children as well. Right? All right. All right. I love you, Kendall. I just called you out because you called yourself out. Um, some of you are fairly new in your relationship with, with God. This, this is kind of a new thing, or maybe you're on a new level of discovering who Jesus is, who God is, who this Holy Spirit is, and I, and I recognize that. You're, you're new in all, of, in all of this. You've heard about Jesus. You've heard about the Father, but the person of the Holy Spirit is new. I want to tell you, you are in good company. Why is that? Because as, let me just give you a little bit of backstory. If you want to write down Acts chapter 18, we're not going to go there, but Acts chapter 18, verses 24 through 26, there's a story about a guy named Apollos who was preaching the gospel. He was preaching John's baptism, the Bible says. And then you have this couple that come along whose names are Aquila and Priscilla. They come along and say, hey, have you heard about, you know, let, let, let us explain a little bit more to you. And so they were explaining who the Holy Spirit was to him. So this was a, a, a preacher who was declaring repentance. And someone else comes along and says, I just want to explain this a little bit more. And so then what did he do? He began declaring who the Holy Spirit was. So I say, if this is all new to you, you're in good company. Because here's the thing. All of us, every person in this room, if you are a believer, we're learning about, here's three words you're going to hear a lot too during this series. We're learning about the person, the power, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. The person, the presence, and the power. The power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We will see as we go today, we're going to see a progression from new believers to those who are mature in the faith and the points that we go through. And our focus today is, what did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? Because I, you know, I know about God, even if you're kind of new with who the Holy Spirit is, you know the Father, that He is good. He sent His Son, Jesus. He loved us so much. Whoever believes in his son Jesus, uh, if you believe in him, you will not perish but have eternal life. So we believe in Jesus. We know that he's good. Well, I want to know what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit because we've kind of made the Holy Spirit, uh, and when I say we, I'm talking about the global church. I'm not necessarily saying here at Abundant Life, but we've made it. He's kind of, I'm not sure about him because people are weird. Yes, people are weird, but the Holy Spirit is not. Um. I, and I'm one of, I'm, I'm weird at times. I'm, I'm odd. Just ask my kids. They'll tell you. Um, and I'm not a dancer, but at home, I'd kind of goof off a little bit. And they're like, Dad, please don't. So, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? Turn with, uh, to John chapter 14, verse 15, if you want to, in your Bibles. And I want you to underline some things, mark these things as we're talking through them. Of course, they will be up here on the screen. But I want to look at John chapter 14 today, and we're going to look at verses 15 through 18. And let's see what Jesus says here. What Jesus is about to communicate to his followers is this. And this may be for those of us who may already have this revelation, but as you're a new believer, uh, new in your faith, or maybe you've walked with Jesus for a while, but you're beginning to realize who the Holy Spirit is. Jesus said this, that the Holy Spirit is near to us. This morning as I woke up, I had an awareness that the Holy Spirit was there. And He was wanting to speak through me. He was wanting uh, to use me, even in my own family, you know. How many of you are grumpy when you get up in the morning? I need to see a show of hands. Oh, yeah. Wow. How many of you, like, you hear the birds singing when you wake up in the morning and you're just... You know, yeah, I can, I can see it. Yeah, and all the. How many of you live with someone who is total opposite of you? Wow, that's awesome. Hey, elders and staff, we need to plan some marriage counseling coming up too. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do that as well. But as you wake up, whether you're grumpy or not grumpy, there's an awareness that the Holy Spirit is there. I love coffee, but coffee can only do so much. You know, and coffee's good. How many coffee drinkers do we have? You're like, yes, bring on the coffee. My wife just got herself a new Ninja coffee bar. That just sounds awesome, doesn't it? But, you know, it can only do so much. 
What guy does not want to use a ninja coffee bar, you know? But it can only do so much. But the Holy Spirit is there to revive, to encourage, and each morning to remind me that His mercies are new every single morning. And He is near to me. Not off distance somewhere, but is very real to me. Here's what Jesus says. Let me get on to this. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Now, that's a whole sermon series within itself, but we're going to keep going. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. That will preach too. I will not leave you orphans. He will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who, will, who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. What an amazing promise from Jesus that he has sent his Holy Spirit to be not just near us, but also in us. We'll get to that here in just a little bit, the in us part. Social media has allowed us to know a lot about people rather than knowing people. Now, one of the things that I have fasted over the last 21 days is a lot of social media. Now, I've gotten on there to say, church is canceled because of the snow and done this and that. But for the most part, the last 21 days, uh, Stasha's like, hey, did you hear it? so-and-so's in the hospital? Because sometimes that's the only way I find out when folks are in the hospital. I'm like, no, I didn't know that. But social media has allowed us to know a lot about people. Now, through my years, uh, we've been in ministry almost 20 years. Is that right? Man, we, we've, we were in Bible college at 10 years old. That has to be the only answer to that. <laughs> um, the Holy Spirit, does, he speaks truth, not lies, too. So that was flesh. That was not the Holy Spirit. But almost 20 years. So through our time at New Hope, uh, our time at New Harvest, then we went into ARCA racing and some with NASCAR and doing ministry along the way, high school friends, college friends. I looked the other day just in preparation for this. I have 1,135 Facebook friends. Now, that's a lot of people. Again, that's over 20 years, high school, things like that. Um, now, I don't, some of those I have to hide, especially the ones from high school. You just, Boy, I can't look at that. Um, some in racing, I've had to hide Matt. Um, but there's... <laughs> There are some people along the way that you have to hide. But I, as I was thinking about all that, I'm like, wow, 1,135 people. I would call those, I don't know that Facebook should call them friends, more like acquaintances. Because there's only a few people who I truly know, and they truly know me, right? My wife, obviously, is one of those people. Because we do, we tend to, fa to, to paste the, uh, to paste, to post uh, the good stuff about our lives. Um, you know, I wasn't on, but Sonny had pictures of, you know, snow all in our faces and hanging out and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, but, but I only have a few true friends. Many of those, the 1,135 friends on Facebook, many of those I know about, and they know about me. But who do I truly know and who truly knows me? The Holy Spirit is near to us and has allowed us not only to know about him, but to know him. You see the difference there? Not just little uh, posts that are made in the Bible. We'll call them posts, little things that Jesus says. You know, well now I think it's 280 characters that you can have on Twitter now. But just a few, you know, a scripture here and there. That's about the Holy Spirit. But because of who the Holy Spirit is, he says, not only do I want you to read these words that I will not leave you orphans, but I want you to experience that as well. That's part of that empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It's empowerment to know who he is and the fact that he wants to use you. And many of you today just need to hear this, that he is near to you. He is there. He is within you. Isn't that a good word from, from God today? Here's the thing. When we feel isolated from God, usually it's because we've stopped asking for the near presence of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you to make a practice every single morning when you wake up. Jesus, I love you today. 
Father, thank you for another night and thank you for another day. Holy Spirit, I ask that today you are near me to lead me and to guide me. And it's that invitation. Have you felt isolated from God? Ask God for his presence. Ask him for the Holy Spirit to be near you today because he is available. We sang this song earlier in the series, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Now that's going to be going through your head the rest of the day. And by the way, you're welcome for that. That's a great song. But Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. That's an everyday thing. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here within David. I do not need to be orphaned. You know, we just came through Christmas. I hope you all had a great Christmas. Um, By the way, what are we, um, we're like 11 months from Christmas next week. You know, crazy, right? Christmas is almost here again. But we just came through Christmas. (laughs) We celebrated this. The incarnation was Jesus coming to us, right? We Emmanuel, God with us, he's the incarnation, Jesus coming close to us. The infilling that is talked about in Acts is the Holy Spirit coming close to us. I got this from a pastor, his name was Brady Boyd, name is Brady Boyd. I got a church down in Texas, but he said the incarnation was Jesus coming close to us. We must also celebrate the infilling is the Holy Spirit coming close to us. Just as we celebrate Jesus coming to us all times of the year, not just at Christmas, we have focus there, don't we? But the Holy Spirit is available. He is near to us. The incarnation was Jesus, the infilling Holy Spirit. I ask that you fill me today with your presence, because here's what I've recognized over 20 years of, almost 20 years of ministry, and um, almost 43 years, I guess, you know, when I was a baby, I didn't recognize all this type of stuff. Um, but Holy Spirit, I invite you to come close to me today. Um, lead me today. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Acts 2 tells the story, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Church, I want to encourage you today. If you haven't done this and have not made this a regular practice, make it a regular practice. Holy Spirit. I ask you to fill me today with your power, with your purpose, and with your presence for my life. He wants to come near. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad for that? The second thing Jesus tells us, and we'll find this in John 14, so you're in that chapter, we're going to skip down to verse 25. But Jesus told us this, the Holy Spirit is a teacher. He is also a teacher. Now, this is the next step as we begin growing in our faith. First of all, we recognize that the Holy Spirit is near to us. Now, Jesus is saying he is a teacher. So, John 14, 25, we'll go through verse 27. It says, I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I told you. Um, I am leaving you, don't stop there, keep going. Uh, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. Now, I love verse 27, especially where it talks about peace and don't be afraid. We quote that often, don't we? Where does the peace and the sense of not being afraid come from? Allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us and say, you know what, in this area, parents, let me talk to you for a moment. Um, We can have anxiety over our children. And we know the verse that says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and uh, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we pray that over ourselves because we can have anxious thoughts for our children um, or our aging parents even. Some of you are at that place where you're having anxious thoughts or you're having anxious thoughts about you know, your job and, and am I going to have a job next year? Am I going to have a job next month? So we began to quote, God, we want your peace. Guard our hearts. Guard our minds. I know the world can't give us. But here's what he's saying. Before that, the Holy Spirit will remind us. So we began to say, Holy Spirit, at this moment, thank you for the reminder that you are with me. Thank you for the reminder that you're with my kids, you're with my parents, you're with my siblings, you're with whoever it may be that's, that, that's on your mind that's causing that, that anxiousness. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. He is an advocate from Jesus, and he will teach you and remind you of the fact 
that he is your peace, that he's got you, that he's got your kids, he's got your parents. It only comes by the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know how it's building? See how this is building? We talked about uh, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit that's there, and now he's teaching us and reminding us of these things. God is good. He reminds us of the words of Jesus. Today, you may be carrying the weight of your family. You may be carrying the weight of your job. You may be carrying some weight for abundant life. What's happening next? Are we going to two services? Are we moving, you know, or getting a new location? Are we building? What's going on? You know, I know some of those questions. Are, What's next? I just want to know, Pastor David. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's why we're seeking the face of God. And, you know, I started out having a lot of anxiousness about this. You know what? Now I'm just like, God's got it. It's all good. Do you have the answer yet? Nope. But you just finished fasting and praying for 21 days. I have a general sense, but you know what? I've got a lot of people to talk to, too. Right? Here's what I know, church family. God's got it. God has got it. Now, that doesn't mean that we're just like, oh, yeah, just, we uh, no, we plan, we talk, we pray. We'll continue to do these things. If you're carrying the weight of your family, your job, next steps for abundant life, any pressure moment, the Holy Spirit will remind you of Jesus' words, peace. Peace. You know, and I keep, I keep looking up because I'm so thankful for every Sunday that Miss B is just walking in here and she's had the diagnosis. Yeah, amen. Praise God. We know the diagnosis, but I also know this, she's here today, <laughs> and here's what I get when I go into the hospital room or talk to her on the phone because now she's home, you know, she's like, yeah, God's got it, you know, and Lori, God's peace is over you, you, you are a wonderful caretaker, you know, honey, I, well, yeah, still here, honey, here's what I, I want to keep Lori's number so when it's when any of our time, she can come up here and, and help out with that, are you good with that, Lori? <laughs> yep you're a wonderful caretaker but it's the peace of the holy spirit that he supplies absolutely next week the next two weeks we're going to get into the gifts of the holy spirit so uh we see what Lori is there here's the thing just as the Holy Spirit comes and teaches us things, I want you to think about, now, I, you know my story. My dad was not around growing up. Um, so I don't have those wonderful stories of, here's what my dad taught me. But I have amazing stories of my mom. You know, last week it worked right into the sermon series. Do you remember the phrase that my mom always says? It doesn't matter a hill of beans. We're worried about all this stuff that's happening, but in the end, it doesn't mean a hill of beans about anything. So just as my mom reminded me things growing up, and now I'm telling my kids things uh, about, you know, life, and I hope that they remember that, that's the job of the Holy Spirit, to where he may speak something to you, and a few weeks down the road, it comes back. You read the words of Jesus, and you get into a situation three months from now, and you're like, you know what, I think I read somewhere where Jesus said, that's the teacher. That is the Holy Spirit who not only has come near to you, but now is teaching you. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. The next step, the Holy Spirit is a guide. Turn over two chapters we're going to look in John chapter 16, verse 12, and I want us to see the difference between a teacher and a guide here, because the third thing that Jesus says is the Holy Spirit, he's a guide. John 16, 12, <clears throat> he, Jesus says, there's so much more I want to tell you. You know, you can, Jesus has got the word in him. He is the word of God, right? So he's wanting to tell his disciples all these things. But then he says this, but you can't bear it now. It's just, I, I can't. I've loaded so much into you. I've, I've taught you so many things, and, and you're, you're trying to, to keep up. You ever feel like that, that whenever you hear God's word, it's almost like a fire hydrant, and you're trying to drink from that fire hydrant? <laughs> How much water are you going to get in your mouth? A squirt gun, we can get that, but a fire hydrant, it feels like that to me sometimes, where I'm hearing so much from God, and it's just like, I'm not even getting this, Lord. There's too much. That's what Jesus was saying. You can't bear it all right now. Verse 13, though. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you 
into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. So here he is as the guide, not just the teacher, but the guide, because there will become times in our life where we need someone to take us by the hand and to lead us. They haven't taught us. Just take us by the hand and lead us. Guide means this. He won't necessarily explain it, as in teaching, but he will take us by the hand. And, you know, I get to go hold my wife's hand. I'm pretty excited about this illustration. It's one of those things where, you know, when, when Stasha, before she got her guide dog, that she would always have to hold on to me, and I would lead her wherever she was wanting to go. Now, you know my wife, how independent she is. Sometimes she still tries to lead me. Don't we do that with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> That's a good lesson there, honey. Um, and I'm like, honey, we got to go this way. And she's like, I want to go that way. I'm like, but there's a cliff, baby. Um, but something about taking by the hand and leading that I, I love so much about the Holy Spirit. We went on a trip um, in 2011, 2012, uh, where we were doing the racing ministry thing. One of, the, one of the team owners brought us up to New York. He was from New York. All the New Yorkers in here? Well, you guys are excited bunch today. <laughs> Matthew, hey. Um, but they brought us, <laughs> they took us to the city, though. It wasn't the upstate where you guys are from. But uh, they took us to the city, and uh, so we were able to go through there. Now, my family, uh, we didn't know a lot about New York, but there were a lot of people teaching us, okay, you need to go here. You need to check this out while you're in the city. You need to go there. And we're thinking, man, we're going to get lost because Nathan was eight, Gabe was six, something like that. And uh, so we're thinking, okay, I've got to keep up with my wife. I've got to keep up with my two kids. We're in the middle of the city. You know, the rats mugged you there. Um, <laughs> got to figure out all this stuff. So we had some friends who had been to the city. And we're like, hey, do you guys want to go with us? And they said, yes, we will guide you around the city. We had the most wonderful time in New York. And as busy as it was, all the people, it was at Christmas time. It was beautiful. But we had a guide who took us. They had been there before. So the adventures that they went on, they took us on those very adventures. The Holy Spirit will guide us on great adventures because he has been there. And he knows where to lead you. Here's another thing that Brady Boyd said. If you want to play it safe in life, you cannot follow Jesus. I want that to sink in just for a moment, okay? If you want to play it safe in life, you cannot fully follow Jesus. It didn't say you couldn't follow Jesus, but you can't fully follow Jesus. And I, 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 agree, I agree with that. We went, uh, Dean was just talking about Jamaica, and uh, you have to get the picture in your head. So we're there a whole week ministering. Um, it's hot. There's no air conditioning. Uh, you, at that time, you may have gotten a shower a day, maybe. Um, and you're sweating. You're laying in bed at night. You don't even have covers, and just except for Rachel because she's always cold. But um, she loves it. But your your sheets are just soaking wet, you know. And you're just man, I'm ready for, I'm ready for air conditioning. So it's the end of the week, and they take us to a place called the Blue Hole. That was fun, wasn't it? So it's cold water, you know, which we were used to that, weren't we? They didn't have hot water at the camp where we were. Um, but it's cold water. It's refreshing. We're jumping off of cliffs. And then this guy says, okay, follow me. And I'm not kidding. There was a, I'm, I'm standing on this rock, and the water is way down below. And he's saying, all right, I want you to come in this hole. And it was probably, what, that big? And it was down here. So you had to get on your belly back in feet first, water is rushing down over that. He says, I want you to follow me. And I'm thinking, all right, as pastor, I'm going to stand here and make sure everybody makes it through okay. You know, <laughs> make sure you guys are good. Let, just follow the guide. And I did that. <laughs> you, I think Dean led us through maybe. I don't, I don't remember who went first. But anyway, I mean, you're, you're literally having to scooch your way through that. And there was a lot of trust that went into that that you had to trust where you're going to open up into a big cave and then you came out underneath a huge opening in a waterfall. But that's kind of how it can be following the Holy Spirit. You can't see where you're going at times and you're thinking it's dark in there and I could drown. <laughs> Tell my wife I love her. You know, these type of things. But he leads us and he guides us. Those are the times that we need the guide. So the guide goes, he leads the way 
and we follow after him. Jesus came to unsettle us. He, and I'm, I'm, here I am, I'm looking for a comfortable Christian life. Tell me where that is in the Bible. Jesus came to unsettle us. And he's, but he said this, you will be unsettled, but you will not be by yourself. Remember the first point? The Holy Spirit is near to you. He will teach you. He will unsettle you. He will be your guide. One more story I have about this. I remember Nathan's first uh, roller coaster ride. Big roller coaster ride. We had been on some of those little kitty things, you know, and they were, they were fun. And so I told him we were getting ready to go to Carowinds this particular year. We had bought um, season passes to Carowinds, and I don't know how old you were, 10, 9. He was 9. He remembers it like it was yesterday. But um, I'm like, hey, Nathan, so are you going to ride the big roller coasters with me? He's like, yeah, Dad, I'll, I'll ride the roller coasters with you. So I'm like, all right, well, let's go in. So we get there, and with uh, season passes, you can get in early, you know. And so I'm looking, and the Intimidator had just opened up this particular year. And so I'm like, hey, Nathan, there's no line here. You want to go do that? And he says, oh, yeah, Dad, I watched that on YouTube a hundred times. It's nothing. We'll go do the Intimidator. I'm like, all right, let's go do it, son. So we get up there, and I'm like, wow, there's not a lot of people. Normally, if you want on the front of the roller coaster, you have to wait extra long. I'm like, you want to go on the front part of the roller coaster? And he's like, yeah, Dad, that's where I watch the video. It's no problem. And so my son trusted me. As his guide. And so we get on the front and we go up, uh, what is it, 300 feet? <laughs> He's a, a lot. So we go up, we're going up the roller coaster, and that first hill, you have to wait for the back of the roller coaster. So you're dangling there while the rest of the roller coaster is catching up and you're facing straight down. And we get to the end of it, and Nathan is like this with his eyes wide open. I'm like, Did you have fun? He says, Dad, I couldn't breathe the whole time. <laughs> See, I had told Nathan about the ride. He had watched videos, but he hadn't yet experienced it. I went on this ride with him, essentially guiding him into this great adventure. Was it scary? Well, not before he got on it, but then after he was like, man, that was scary. Middle of the ride, that is scary. Did he know everything about it? No, he didn't. But here's Nathan. He trusted me. Why did he trust me? Because I had been with him all his life. Now, it took a couple weeks for him to trust me after that, <laughs> again. But he had fun. He enjoyed it. That's what it's like following the Holy Spirit and allowing him to guide you. He is a good guide who has been there. Did Nathan get hurt? Nope. Is he ready to go back on the intimidator? Nope. <laughs> oh... I told him, I said, man, one of these days you're going to start dating this girl who likes roller coasters and you're going to be a sissy, but um, he won't be. It's amazing what they can make you do. Um, but we must trust the Holy Spirit. And some of those adventures will be scary. I think about Dean and Rachel. You know, he was just talking to us about Jamaica. So, yeah, they went to Jamaica. That's a cool missions trip to go on. You know, it's entry level. You don't have to have a bunch of shots. But then, calls, then God calls them to Niger. So we sent them to Niger last year. It was a little scary, a little bit, you know, thinking of the shots and people coming up and say, hey, you heard people died there last week for their faith, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> thanks for the encouragement, you know, right? And so at that moment, you're like, not, it wasn't funny that people died, but, you know, just, you heard people died. Are you sure you want to go still? What was their response? Yeah. Why is that? Because they knew the Holy Spirit was calling them. That's a big adventure. Now, you may have just entered into your relationship with the Lord, and you're thinking, that's crazy. And you know what? It is. But here's what I can tell you about the Holy Spirit. He will show you that He's near he will begin to teach you, and then he will guide you into these things. Now, I've also heard stories of people getting saved radically, and just all of a sudden, they're on the mission field in Zimbabwe doing amazing things. That can happen just as well. Here's the key. How much do we trust God and the fact that he is leading us, that he is guiding us, that he has our back? Holy Spirit, help me to trust you as a guide. As we've seen the process of growth through these points, you may not immediately go on that big adventure, but I want you to be ready. You may have been following Jesus for years now, 
And the Holy Spirit today is saying to you, I want you to get ready for a big adventure. Now, it may not be going to Niger. Um, I think of Dr. and Miss Hughes, who Miss Hughes has now gone on to be with the Lord. Dr. Hughes is almost 90, uh, so they are retired missionaries, but they come out of Bible college and fresh out of Bible college, and they're like, Lord, send us, and so they go to a nation of headhunters. You know, that's what we're scared of, right? Am I, am I being right? <laughs> well, don't send me to a nation of headhunters, but God sent them. The nation's radically different today. 17,000 churches over there. It's crazy. Um, yeah, right? Um, your big adventure may be going up to your coworker and telling them that God loves them. That's probably what gets your heart racing. And you know what? That's a big adventure that the Holy Spirit is getting you on. So we're not measuring grades of who has done the biggest, wildest thing for the Holy Spirit. The thing is, we just read it a few moments ago. If you're my disciple, if you love me, you will obey me. What is God calling you to do? What is the Holy Spirit leading you in? And it may seem insignificant in your eyes, but I can promise you it's not insignificant in God's eyes. I can promise you that. You may have just come to Jesus and you're realizing that the Holy Spirit, who He is, and that He's near and available to you. You may be at the point where you're discovering that He wants to teach you. Be bold enough to ask Him to come near. Take the next, take you on a big adventure. Church, I'm just, then tell Him to take you on, or ask Him to take you on a big adventure. Church, I'm just presenting today, be available to the Holy Spirit. What does he have for you? As we're closing out, Miss Vicki, if you'll come on up. Um, thank you for your gift that you give to us each Sunday. Um, the end result. I want to speak to three groups of people today, okay? Some of you need to ask the Holy Spirit to come near today. And we're not talking about... Um, you know, just... You guys have seen things that just off the charts and off the wall. We're not talking about that today. We're talking about a very real experience with, with God, who He is. You're saying, I just, show, show me you today. Let me know that you're there. Can I tell you after walking this long with the Lord that you can sense the presence of God? Stasha amazes me. One, just her um, sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, but someone can walk in the room and I've seen it happen before. She's like, who just walked in the room? I'm like, how did you know they just walked in the room? There's a sensitivity that, like a sixth sense that's there that she has. Um, but it's almost like that. I would say it is like that with the Holy Spirit. There's just this, man, the presence of God, is He's just here. How do I know that? Just a peace. A peace which passes all understanding. Has just, I, I can just sense it's got to be the presence of God. Because when it's not the peace of God, it's everything else that comes in. Discouragement, worry, fear. But the peace of God has come in. So today, some of you need to ask the Holy Spirit just to come near you today. Some of you, on the second aspect of this, need to ask the Holy Spirit to become your teacher. Lord, I'm having a hard time with these kids you gave me. Lord, I'm having a hard time with this coworker. God, I don't know what to do with the things that I'm feeling in my head. <laughs> the voices are there. Holy Spirit, I need you to teach me today. What is truth? What is it that the enemy is speaking to me that is a lie? I need you to teach me today. So you're, you're kind of on that second level, we'll call it. Be my teacher. Others of you... And I feel that this is a bigger, I include myself in this. Others of you have been walking with Jesus like I have for a long time. And today need to ask the Holy Spirit to guide me once again. I say this fairly often in here, but can you remember a time in your life when you felt closer to God? Maybe it was at a, for some of you, maybe you grew up at like a church camp or uh, in kids ministry. Um, 
you were reading your Bible every day, you know, you're praying every day. Uh, have you ever felt a time when you were closer to God? And you're saying, Holy Spirit, will you guide me back to that place? You were ready to do anything for God. And then what happens? Man, life gets busy. I won't go back into that this week. We, we covered this last week. But life gets busy. Life overtakes what God has intended for you. And so today you may be saying, Holy Spirit, will you guide me into that relationship with Jesus? What if the Holy Spirit asked you to do something that goes against your politics? Or to go against maybe even the way you were brought up, you know? There's, we're not saying you were brought up bad, but, but the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, I need you to need you to cross the railroad tracks. The cool thing is, every day when we leave here, we get to cross the railroad tracks, literally. But I want you to take that as your sign from the Holy Spirit. Today, I am crossing over to a world that needs Jesus. Maybe people I don't agree with politically, people I don't agree with motivationally, this, that, or the other. Holy Spirit, will you guide me on an adventure that will bring people to Jesus? That's what it's all about. It's not about look at the cool things I have done and how well I have obeyed and followed Jesus, but the result is, has somebody come to Jesus? That's what the Holy Spirit does. He leads people to Jesus. He leads us to Jesus. Will you allow the Holy Spirit and His guidance to make you uncomfortable so that Jesus is glorified? I have found in my life and in ministering to others, that it's usually those of us who have been Christians for a long time that become the most complacent. Life is good. We just got a new house. We love it. You know, we're, we're, we finally feel settled after years in ministry. You know, I'm not saying we're ready to pack up and move it on, you know, but what if? What if? Stasha's like, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just talking about obedience and availability. But here's what I know. God has called each and every one of us to a purpose. What is that purpose? Holy Spirit, help me to be obedient to hear your voice and to hear your call. And when you say act on something, that I'll do it. God, I've been following you so long now, and I have found that I have become complacent in my walk with you. And the Holy Spirit today is calling you and reminding you, stop being complacent. Come after me. Have we older Christians become bored in our faith? Are we happy with the lazy river? Are we ready to jump off the 30-foot cliff? Be bold enough to invite the Holy Spirit to take you on an adventure and pray bold prayers. I want to close out with this and then we're just going to have a response time. When was the last time I was in a place, you're asking yourself this, where I had to rely on the person, the presence, and the power of the Holy Spirit? That is being guided by the Lord. And here's the thing, you may, well, I don't know what to do once I get in this situation. Lord, I know you're telling me to witness to my friend at work. Those are the moments where the Holy Spirit will guide you, but then he will teach you what you need to say. He will remind you, and he will remind you of this, that he is very near to you. You see how we worked our progression up, and then in that we worked our progression back? We need to understand that God is near that he teaches us and that he guides us. And when he has guided to us to a place that we don't know about, he will teach us what we need to do and remind us that he is near. Isn't that cool? I am so thankful for the Holy Spirit. I am so thankful that he leads me, that he guides me, that he leads you, that he guides you, that he says, hey, turn the radio station. Again, you know me, I'm not preaching against secular radio. What if it did make a difference in co-workers' lives like we've seen just in two experiences just over the last two weeks? Just, you know, just an example. Can we stand? And I'm going to ask, um, we still have 15 minutes before the Baptists get to lunch, so they're not going to beat us. 
I say that because, you know, we have our Mooresville gatherings with all of our different denominations and pastors and some of my really good, actually Stasha's favorite pastor, she told me this two weeks ago, was a Baptist pastor up here at uh, First Baptist, Steve Sellers. <laughs> She's like, that's my favorite pastor. I'm like, what? <laughs> he is. He's a neat guy, isn't he? Um, he may be your favorite pastor too. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask if the elders would come down here um, and the staff as well. Will you guys just come down here? Um, because I'm going to ask for a response of movement today. Um, whether you need to be aware of, and I just sprung this on them. <laughs> Thank you for being available. Whether you are in a place where you just need to know that the whole, you're, you're inviting the Holy Spirit to fill you today with power. You've never done that. You've never prayed the prayer, Holy Spirit, will you come and fill me with your presence? That you pray that prayer today. I'm going to ask you to be bold and move. Maybe you're at a place where, you, I just, man, I don't know what to do. I need the Holy Spirit to teach me. Come down here and let, why, why, are, why are they here praying for you? Just someone to partner with you, to stir up your faith, to agree with you. Or, you know what, I've become complacent in my walk. I've been with Jesus a long time and I've gotten complacent. I want you to come down and let them pray for you. And if you're not coming down, I'm going to ask you to respond in this way. Stretch your hands out and pray for those who are down here. We all need to have a part today. So can we go ahead and move? You found yourself in one of these places. I'm going to ask you to be bold enough to get out of your seat and come down here. We don't do this a whole lot. But you know what? God is calling us to move. Can we go ahead and make that move? Make that declaration for the Lord today. They're ready to pray for you.